before we get started on today, I just wanted to remind you to please leave a rating and review on the podcast app or the iTunes app if you are using an iPhone. It really helps spread the word and it helps other people find this podcast a lot easier the more good ratings and reviews we have. So if you're a fan, please, please, please take a minute and just do that. It would be so helpful. Thank you. Hi, I'm Shelby Schlang-Berrigan, and this is Living Over Losing, unfiltered and unrestrained. Hello, and welcome back to Living Over Losing. This episode, I am so excited to welcome Danielle Gertner. She is a personal trainer that uses holistic approaches, and she helps women own their wellness journey one kick-ass workout at a time. I'm super excited to have her. Um, I really love your unique and fulfilling, more fulfilling approach to fitness that you have, Danielle. So welcome. Thank you so much. I'm super excited. Yeah, so I guess we'll get started off by just kind of having you tell us a little bit more about you and how you got into this work. How did you, I mean, I know your, your approach on fitness is a little bit different than the, than the standard what's out there right now. Um, so I kind of want to just get like a little bit of background story about you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm Danielle Gertner. I'm originally from South Florida. Just to give a little bit of background, I came up to Gainesville to attend the University of Florida. Um, and I had a lot of friends that uh, would go to the stadium and just kind of run the bleachers and just be like, all right, well, I guess that's it. And, and then leave. And I just really wanted to put the creativity and the excitement and the fun back into wellness because it seemed even to me like like such a task such a chore Mm -hmm. um and everybody's different and so from that I actually started a stadium boot camp that still exists today it's called Gator Grind um and anybody that's listening that you know lives in Gainesville it's every Monday at the stadium at six if you want to come out (laughs) slight plug um (laughs) And that's really how the whole uh, passion for fitness really, really started. So I started this boot camp, and at first, the first one in in October of um, shit 2015. Wow, yeah, this October is gonna be gonna be three years. Um, it was just my friends, and little by little, they told their friends, and their friends told their friends, and we had started to have a solid crew of like 30 to 40 people come out every Monday. And when I was graduating from the University of Florida in 2016. I was like, holy shit, none of my job offers excite me the way this whole wellness thing does. Um, I really want to help people find what wellness um, routine and journey really works for them. So yeah, I graduated and the month that I graduated, I ended up starting the business and I started out just teaching boot camps um, and with the mission that the world is your gym and, and inspiring people to see that the world is their gym by using minimal equipment, using minimal space, and really just finding a way to make wellness fit your world, no matter what that world looks like. So our worlds probably look very different. Although we're into fitness, we probably fitness a little differently. Um, and then for people who maybe have kids, like probably can't do what we do and spend a couple hours, you know, working out and meal prepping and things like that. And, um, yeah, it just really took off. I teach about, uh, 10 boot camps around the city right now throughout uh, the week. Um, I have an online training program now with about 50, um, grinders as I call them and, um, do some workshops and retreats on the side. And I'm looking to hire some independent contractors now. Pretty crazy. Wow, that's amazing. So I yeah. think I actually got cut off a little bit from you in the beginning, whatever you talking, but I, I wanted to just ask you again, if you already didn't um, answer this, how have you been into fitness your whole life? Like, did you grow up an athlete? Um, how did this passion sort of develop? Um, well, yeah, so I played sports my whole life. I was a cheerleader since I was three and I ran track and I played some flag football, um, a little bit in, um, high school and really, you know, being active was always a part of my life. And, and when I came to college, I didn't play, you know, a collegiate level sport and started going to the gym and really just didn't know what to do, felt very out of place and, and uncomfortable. And so I just started to explore and learn about wellness. Um, and that's really where the passion started for this lifestyle. I knew how good it made me feel. I knew how good it would make other people feel if they just found something that worked for them. Because 
not everybody wants to go to the gym. Not everybody wants to work out outside and that's perfectly fine. But it's this whole journey of really getting crystal clear on what it is that you want. Yeah. And I, I love that because I think too, I know for me, um, and probably a lot of listeners, the, the gym, like the quote unquote regular gym was kind of a, a really scary place for me because I felt like I was just so like competing against people, competing against the numbers on the machine. What I really like about your approach and how, you know, you can basically make anything a gym outside. You don't have to have a gym membership is that you don't see those arbitrary numbers everywhere that I think mm-hmm. that can be super harmful to people, you know, to get obsessed with those numbers. Absolutely. And, and again, I mean, I feel like this, a lot of the conversations I've had lately with, you know, friends or mentors, it, this whole thing of life, really, right? We're talking about fitness and wellness today, but really life, it comes down to really understanding who you are as a person, what your barriers, your obstacles, your strengths and weaknesses are so that you can navigate the world. And if you know that seeing those numbers and being around other people is not healthy for um, you and what you're trying to accomplish, then you need to find a different method. And I don't think that that's something that's talked about enough. It's like, oh, you want to lose weight? Well, here's how to do it. And it's like, well, no, that's not necessarily the case. Um, let's stop and figure out what your actual goals are and who you are a little bit as a person, what makes you tick, what motivates you, what excites you and build a wellness plan around that. Right. And so it's so important too, because I think if we just, I think a lot of fitness programs, um, and not all, but a lot of them are very like one size fits all. And they're just kind of like, okay, this is the set program and this is what everybody does, but everyone's so different that it can be harmful it can I mean that's another reason people a lot of people don't stick to it because it's Mm -hmm. just too it's just too intense it's too crazy it's too whatever it's hard to maintain um and that's just become almost like normal now in this fitness industry I feel like the more extreme the better (laughs) um which isn't really true because and I used to think that way too you know if I if someone would have told me to go outside and do you know a couple like a a couple different body weight exercises or even running stairs, I would have been like, no, I, in my head, it didn't count because I couldn't see what I was doing. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't see the calories, which is ridiculous anyways, because a lot of the machines are not even accurate. And even the heart rate monitors aren't even accurate. So yeah, that's, I, a, whole, I definitely... that's a whole other podcast. And it's all... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but right? I think but like, I, that's something I don't even think I've really talked about yet on this, but it's just, I mean, you should write that one down. Me, that's a good one. I had, I had a heart rate monitor that I was obsessed with and I, it was just like, I don't even know if it really worked. I don't know, but I was obsessed with getting the same every single, every single time I had to have the same numbers. I had to have this or it wasn't a good workout. It didn't count. And yeah. that's just like, not, that's not the point of it. And that, but I think that's so common. Like I see people with it all the time. I mean, they're, they're everywhere. It's so, it's so common to get so obsessed with those heart rate monitors or trackers or whatever it is. Um, and that kind of takes away from life. Like you said, absolutely. Um, to that point, I think, um, something I went on a really, really interesting journey and I don't know if you were going to ask me about it, but I just think it's important to share that my perspective, my view, my definition of health and wellness changes every single day. And if you were to ask me, my business is going to be two next month. Um, if you were to ask me my perspective on health and wellness two years ago, um, it is drastically, drastically different. I was very much in the same boat of doing it for the aesthetics, doing it because I wanted a nice ass and a flat stomach and, and I wanted to beat those numbers. And and that's what it became about until I started to really diversify my practice and learn, um, just about connecting with the body and connecting with your energy and connecting with your breath and connecting with nature while you work out. It's a totally different experience. It is a totally different experience. So I wonder too, how you said, you know, I wonder, do you, I mean, it's interesting too, because I feel like a lot of us get, we get into this industry for that reason. I mean, maybe not everyone, but it's pretty, I mean, I majored in nutrition in college and that was pretty much just because I was obsessed with food and working out. Um, You know, so I feel like that kind of draws us, but then, I wonder like what made you realize that that wasn't really working out for you? You know, like there was more to it. 
Um, I think the cycle, right? You, you work out for a couple months and then you fall off for a couple months and you work out again and then you fall off again and you're like super frustrated. Like, why the fuck isn't this sticking? And why isn't, you know, why do I keep going on this roller coaster? And it's probably a lot of times because you have not found something that works for you. And, and on top of that, you have to understand that you're human. You are always changing. So that your lifestyle is changing. So you're shit. I'm not the same person I was six months ago. So why am I, you know, it, it's like if you were, um, you know, taking the same class over and over again, when you've already mastered the material, you know, once you advance, whether it's emotionally, spiritually, and or, or physically, you need to change it up. And I think a lot of people don't understand that, that it's, it's not supposed to be the same all the time. And again, that's not something that's talked about in um, the media and in our industry today. And for people who are not educated, that's what we see. So that's what we follow. We follow these very, you know, um, traditional routines. And, and if you're like me, you don't like a routine. I cannot go to the gym and do the same exercise, um, over and over again. It's just like, it doesn't happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was a huge, huge shift for me was, um, realizing that you, you have to adapt your wellness routine as you change and grow as a person. Right. And how do you think, do you think your clients are like, how do they react to that? Do they find it? I mean, I'm sure they find it much easier, but does it, do you ever get anyone that's like kind of skeptical of, of maybe not of doing something different? Oh, absolutely. I think my favorite one, and it's just because I feel like because I am a female, um, males, it's, it's really interesting. I have a lot of guy friends that are very hesitant to come to my boot camps. They, um, you know, they lift weights in the gym. They, they're, they're strong. They're, you know, athletic looking, but I, another big thing I've learned is, um, just because you're athletic looking does not mean that you are athletic. And so I think they get skeptical when they see, you know, the calisthenics and the cardio and the high intensity and these kettlebell swings are like, what the hell is that? I've never done something like that. So yeah, people are skeptical because we are all skeptical of change and, and skeptical of new things. But, um, uh, one thing I like to say that I know for damn sure, and I'm, I'm so proud of this aspect of my business is, um, just the, the, the style of my workouts. It's just as much of a mental challenge as it is a physical challenge because the workouts, um, do, um, you know, cause you to think hard about your, you know, proprioception and balance and destabilizer muscles. And it's a lot more than just picking up a weight. Um, it's empowering yourself to do something that you didn't think that you were going to be able to do. Yeah. And that's definitely so important, I think. And just, I love that. Like the thinking about it more than just, cause then again, like if you get into a routine and you're just, I'm doing 50 bicep curls today and 45 push-ups and whatever, you know, whatever the numbers are. Um, that's just like, you're not even thinking about it anymore. It's just like, you're doing something that you don't probably even don't want to do. My best workouts, to be honest, are when I walk into, and I very rarely go to the gym. I'm actually about to cancel my gym membership because I'm wasting my money every month. But but it's when I walk up somewhere, I, I don't have a planned workout. And again, this doesn't work for everybody. And that's totally fine. And again, it goes back to the point we talked about at the very beginning. You have to know yourself really well. Um, but my f- best workouts end up being when I show up somewhere. I look at what's available to me, whether it's a curb or a tie or whatever. And I build a workout around that where I'm kind of free flowing. I feel out my body. I feel out the environment and I ride with that. I love that too, because I think, I mean, I know I spent so much money, especially I travel a lot. So if I went to on a vacation or whatever, I would be spending so much money on a class or a drop-in or something like that. And it's like, I don't even need that. I mean, you know, it's just like, take it, take a breather, just relax. Yeah. So another thing that I was super interested in asking you about, because I know that I struggled with this and probably a lot of other listeners that are listening to this have struggled. How do you, I mean, as a trainer and as someone that obviously puts health and fitness as a, as a priority, how do you keep from becoming obsessive about it or working out for the wrong reasons? Like, because you want to change your body or burn off something you ate or, you know, just how do you keep it? How do you keep from being obsessive basically? 
I keep from being obsessive with wellness uh, by remembering that this is a lifestyle, not a quick fix. And I think that's, I mean, it's easier said than done, obviously, to remember that, um, you know, you're not in this for the short term and um, that everything is, is a balance, you know, that's the way life works. It's not just when it comes to health and wellness that life is a balance. Everything in life is a balance. And understanding that you have to find that balance is really key and takes a lot of trial and error. Um, that's one of the reasons why I've never calorie counted because I know myself um, that I would probably become obsessive over the numbers. And um, just understanding that you need to find a way to make this fit your world. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's hard because every person is different. Um, and I think just reminding yourself of the fact that this is a lifelong journey, that you, your wellness journey should change and adapt as you change and adapt, um, I think helps put in perspective that, you know, if you have cake or if you, um, you know, skip a workout, that it's not the end all be all because it's all about finding balance holistically. There's a bigger picture that you need to look at and not just so narrow focus on these little um, aspects. Right. I think that's so true because I think, I mean, I know that I used to be so narrow focused that thinking that one workout or one thing that I missed was going to like ruin my whole entire life. And that's just not true. So I used to feel really guilty about taking rest days. Um, and I know, I know a lot of other people do too. And it's of course, like I knew that I needed rest. I knew that that was important and you learn that that's necessary, but it's hard to sometimes actually do that. Um, so that's why I wanted to ask you about that because I know, I know it's easy to get caught up in that and to get caught up in kind of taking it too far. Yeah. And I think the self-awareness piece is huge because you have to be able to check yourself and hold yourself accountable if you are getting too um, obsessive over it. Um, it's just a constant checking yourself. And it's interesting because I did a podcast this morning and we talked about something similar. Um, and, and I just think that, like I said, you just have to hold yourself um, accountable and just really understand that this is a lifestyle. Like we talked about, you know, before it's a lifestyle and not a a quick fix and life changes and life gets crazy and chaotic and you have to balance it. Definitely. And I think like, that's another thing too, is just trying to see the whole picture and because you can't, it's, it's not you, it's just not possible to maintain something that's so intense for your whole entire life. Yeah. You know, like, cause I remember I used to have these like crazy workouts and these crazy like obsessions with food and I remember thinking like, I can't do this my whole life, but just not really knowing how to stop. <laughs> that was hard. Just trying to like come back to come back to making it more about like the big picture or something that was more sustainable. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, we just have to understand that there can't, I guess for me, it's, I don't have a specific goal, like aesthetically, like I'm not doing it to look a certain way. I'm not doing it to, you know, perform in a competition, which like, if, if you are, there's a time and place for that. Um, but that I'm just doing it to live a healthy life and to feel good and to have more energy. And that's what you need to focus on. I think that's where it takes some of the pressure off is it's not a race to live a healthy life. It's little steps, little baby things that you do day by day that add up to you living holistically and healthy. Um, and I think that is a, a good you know, way to look at it too is there's no rush. You know, you can't just change everything about your life immediately and just think it's going to be fine. It's these baby small steps that you take every day that make a difference. Yeah. And I think that's, that's definitely so true. So I'm curious though, did you always, have you always felt like that? Did you, I mean, did you ever have any issues with body image or anything like that? Or have you always been pretty stable and level-headed <laughs> with this kind of stuff? Um, I've never personally, I've never had any issues with body image. Um, I've always been very petite and little. So I guess the one thing that kind of got to me was that I always was very, very little. Um, and 
you know, my mom would joke with me. She would touch my arms and be like, where did you get these little ballerina arms from? And, you know, cause my mom and my sister are super muscular and have like these gymnast bodies. And so, I mean, I, I guess the, um, I had a really hard time putting on weight and I know that that's not everybody's goal and everybody's, um, you know, people struggle with, with other things. A lot of times with the reverse, there's, they're struggling with losing weight. Um, and so I made some changes. I mean, I started eating more, I started lifting a little bit heavier, but, um, when I first started, it was very like aesthetically driven. You know, I wanted to be stronger and look stronger and much like people want to lose weight because they want to look skinny. And very quickly, I realized that that, um, motivator is, is very short lived. Um, that's not a motivator that will drive you long term. And the more I learned about wellness, the more I learned how holistically I needed to approach it and how big picture I needed to approach it. I can't just build muscle over three months and then just be done and like stop working out and stop eating well. Um, I have this goal of living holistically healthy and strong um, for the rest of my life. And that shift and of mindset was huge and played such a huge role um to making this journey a, a habit and not just uh, a little you know um a, a short thing right and with that i think it's so interesting because i feel like if you if that's your only goal it's just you're there's always going to be something that you can pick apart about yourself or yeah. something that you can yeah. be like well i could change this because <laughs> it's funny that you say that you're your, like your mom would say something about your ballerina arms because I was the total opposite. Like I was the really muscular one in the family, just naturally. Okay. And I didn't like that though. Like I looked at everyone else and was like, mm, but why are my arms more muscly than theirs? And I mean, so it's just like, if that's your ultimate goal in this whole journey, it's just, you're, I just feel like you'll never be happy. Like you'll just never, you just got to accept yourself, which is really hard to do. But if you, I guess it's like changing your intention, like you said, like working out for the right reasons to be healthy, to be strong, not to change yourself. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is hard and it takes, you know, we talked about it this morning. I was on another podcast this morning and we talked about how everything, everything in life comes back to mindset. Everything in life comes back to um, reassessing and reevaluating and becoming really clear on who you are and what you want and why you want it. And when you do that, like really take the time. And that's the issue. A lot of people don't take the time to do this because it actually takes time and work. When you do that, um, you, you do become more grounded. You do understand why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and you don't let outside forces affect you. And I think that's why a lot of times people obsess over things is because they're letting the outside world dictate what they, um, what they attribute success to or what, you know, what a goal should be. It, it doesn't matter as long as it speaks to you. Yeah. And I think I remember reading one of your posts or blog posts or something about this kind of saying that what's really important is staying true to yourself and embracing yourself and not trying to please other people. And that's something that I honestly, I still work on because I think I am by nature a people pleaser and I don't know why, but I am, I'm sensitive. So that's something that I still work on. But I, I did remember reading something that you wrote about that. And I thought that was so good. Yeah. And, and Hey, look, if you're a people pleaser, then you own that fact that you're a people pleaser. And then what you need to do is recognize the strengths and the weaknesses of being a people pleaser. Um, and you know, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit in between, like I can be a big people pleaser, but I can also be very like about my, I, I don't want to use the word selfish, but maybe in this scenario, the word selfish is appropriate. Um, and I used to feel really guilty for that, but they, everything has positive and negative sides, you know, me being selfish has allowed me to hone in on my, you know, craft and chase my dreams and kind of have these blinders on, but it doesn't serve me in any, every situation, just like you being a people pleaser is an amazing thing um, because you care about people and you want them to succeed, but it may not benefit you in every situation. And I think that's important to recognize too. Right. I think that's so true. And I've had to come to terms with that, with being sensitive as well, because there's really good things about being sensitive and yeah. there's also bad times. And I think also society tells us not to be sensitive a lot of the times. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's really hard, but it's just blocking out the noise of what everyone else is saying or what everyone else is telling you that you should be doing. 
Yep. And that's hard. So do you have any, any like tips or anything or any, any thoughts on how to let go of things that don't necessarily serve us or like, cause I know that can be scary. Sometimes it could be a friendship. It could be a relationship, you know? So like how, that's just a scary thing sometimes to change, Uh Um, but it's definitely super important if, you know, you don't want to spend energy on something that's not serving you. No. And I think you hit the nail on the head with that word energy, right? So something, and this has been a recent mindset shift over the last couple months. Um, I got out of a five-year relationship. I let go of a lot of friends because I just realized that there's two things in life that you cannot get back. And that is your time and your energy. And Um, When I started to realize like how much time and energy was spent negatively or not productively on things or people that weren't serving my mission, my purpose, um, and my soul, um, it is hard. But here's the, the bottom line. You've got one life to live. And like, you don't know when that life is going to be over and I'm not trying to get, you know, all emotional and spiritual, but it's, it's real. It's the reality of it. You don't know, you know, what could happen and you want to live. I hope you all who are listening, want to live the most fulfilled life you possibly can. And that means being selfish in these decisions of who you share your time and energy with. So if you are, if somebody's bringing you negative energy or a job or a project is bringing negative energy, remember that you have the power to choose. Yeah, it's scary. Ending that five-year relationship was not an easy thing to do. And um, it was it was scary because it's unknown what happens after that. And, you know, I was afraid of what other people would think. And, oh my God, you're throwing away this, you know, this amazing thing that you spent five years on. But at the end of the day, it was bringing me more negative energy than it was positive energy. And that's energy that was being taken away from my business and my health and facilitating and fostering new relationships and putting myself out there. And that's the bottom line. It's, um, it's a give and take. You know, the more you're giving negatively, the less you have to give positively and vice versa. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think that's definitely true. And I love that you said that. And the I just... I don't know. I feel like so much energy, it can be wasted on, on things like that just because it's scary. It's, it's scary sometimes it to change things because you, it's the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen. Yes. Um, and, and you know, just to add to that really quick, I think that if you, you need to find a really solid, um, friend group or just somebody that you can talk to about what you're feeling because a lot of times we just need that that support not somebody to tell us what to do but just the support um for the aftermath because i think that's the scariest part for people is just the unknown like if i make this change if i let this person or this thing go what happens and there's there's one thing i've learned as an entrepreneur it's to embrace ambiguity it's the scariest fucking thing ever but when you embrace it you open yourself up to all the possibilities and opportunities that you didn't even know that you would be interested in. Like I've stumbled upon acro yoga because I just like opened myself up to it. I've stumbled upon new friendships with people I don't think I would have ever crossed paths with, you know, being in my old mindset. So it's pretty powerful. Right. Changing your mindset and changing anything really is the only way that things will change or the only way that you'll grow. Yep. And So yeah, it is scary, but that's something, I mean, you can relate that to any part of life. You could relate it to fitness, changing your routine. I remember I used to have like pretty much the same routine that I did every single week. And just because I was like, well, what's going to happen if I stop doing this routine? (laughs) I don't know what, you know, and so you can relate it to fitness. You can relate it to eating. You can relate it to really anything. But I personally, like the scariest things that I decided to give up. So even like the eating disorder, that's when the best things happened. Yep. And that's, you know, that's typical. You, it's like, it's like when you go through, like do spring cleaning type of, if you want to think about it that way, when you, when you go through all the things in your, in your house or your room and you get rid of things that you don't need anymore or that no longer interests you. Um, and then you clear all this room for new things to fit into your space. It's the same thing when you let go of what's not serving you. It's, um, obviously a little bit more emotions involved, but, um, yeah, you, you just clear this room um, in your mind, in your heart, in your energy, in, in your schedule, literally, for letting other things in. 
Yeah, it's so true. It is so true. And I, I'm curious to know too, to kind of relate this into, I feel like your program, um, your, the way that you run your business is like really based on community. And I love that because I think that if you're focused on a strong community and everyone really is working together rather than competing with each other, which I think is really common in like these types of fitness world settings, it's just like a big competition. And again, that goes back to like obsessing over the numbers or who's doing better than this person or what, who's the best at this. And Mm -hmm. that can just totally like get you lost on or just lose the purpose of what you're trying to actually do. And it can be harmful. Um, so that's, I love that, that your business is so based on community and just like bringing all different types of people together. Well, here's the thing. Um, this is actually something that I heard from Tony Robbins and he said the actual definition of competition, which is a Latin word is to conspire to work together. And when I heard that, I mean, my whole fucking world (laughs) realigned basically. Um, it was just kind of like this this aha moment um, because people ask me all the time, you know, who's your competition? Da, 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 da. And like, I don't, I genuinely do not look around and be like, that's my competition. That's my competition. Like I've lost, you know, I have boot camp people that will come to me for a couple months and then, and then sign up for orange theory and then I'll lose them. And, you know, at first it, it hurt and it was, um, overwhelming until I switched that mindset and was like, you know what, they just found something that works better for them. And that's the point of why I do what I do. Um, it's not that I just want you to sign up with me. I want your money. I, I, I want to be the one to train you. No, I want to inspire you to change your life and find a wellness platform that speaks to you and works for you um, because that's what you're going to stick with. If it's not me, that's fine. It doesn't have to be me. And it was that shift of that mindset that was so, man, like just like the weight lifted off my shoulders. Like I'm not competing with anybody. You know, I have my own style and my own vibe and I just like to work with people. I like to learn from other people and I want to guide you to find what works best for you. And I tell all of my clients that all of my grinders know like, Hey, if this program doesn't work for you, that's fine. Let's talk through what might work better for you. Because at the end of the day, my mission is to make the world a healthier place, to bring creativity and passion back into wellness and to inspire people to take ownership over their journey. Um, That has nothing to do with you specifically doing my program. And that has been revolutionary for how I do business. Yeah. I love that. Like changing the mindset onto stop like just not comparing yourself to other businesses or other personal (laughs) trainers or anything like that. Because I mean, that's just a waste of energy going back to energy. (laughs) That's just a waste of energy and a waste of time. Because like you said, and like, like me, I'm a people pleaser, but no matter what I do, I'm never going to please everyone. Like there's literally nothing I can do to please every single person in the world. So you just gotta like, let that go. I mean, Uh else you're just going to be stuck in a cycle that you can't get out of. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you're not living life for you anymore. You're living life uh, for validation off other, like what other people have to say. And um, that's not a fun life to live. No, it's just not a genuine, authentic life at all, which is, yeah. which is really, I think the key to happiness is just being yourself and yep. really not listening to what other people say and just doing what makes you happy, which does can sound selfish, but it's really not selfish. And I actually wrote a blog post on this about being selfish. Like what is being selfish? What does that actually mean? Obviously that's a negative thing, but if you aren't putting yourself first and your happiness first, then there's just no way that you can be the best version of yourself. Exactly. And it's interesting. So one of my favorite um, poems is called the man um, in the glass. And I actually have the whole thing memorized because I've read it to myself so many times, but I'll just tell you like a part of it because I think it's so powerful. Um, So if you get what you want and your struggle for self and the world makes you king for the day, um, go to that man and look at yourself and see what that man has, or go to the mirror and look at yourself and see what that man has to say. Um, It isn't your mother, father, or wife whose judgment upon you must pass. The person whose verdict counts most in your life is the one staring back from the glass. And so this poem has just like any time I'm doubting myself or I feel like I'm getting caught up in other people's opinions, I remember like, guys, at the end of the day, 
you have to live with yourself. And I know that's super cliche and it's kind of like, well, duh, but think about how few people actually practice that, actually live life um, for themselves. And it, it, to me, it's not selfish, it's necessary. Because like you just mentioned, how are you supposed to give all of your energy and all of your talents and your soul, your beautiful gift to the world if you're not fulfilled? Right, you know, it's, exactly. it, it's like how they tell you that you can't pour from an empty glass. You have to take care of yourself. It's the same, it's the same thing. Right. Exactly. That's what I mean. So if you're not happy with yourself, then th like, there's no way you can be the best version of yourself. And there's no way that you can be the best version of yourself to other people as well. Uh -huh. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy. It's just, it is crazy. It's so simple, but it's so hard. <laughs> it's, and you, you know, what's funny. Most of the things in life that are that simple are the hardest things. It's all the cliche. Like, let me roll my eyes at that. But do you actually practice it? And like I said, like so few people actually do. And um, I'm, man, if they did, I can just see us all living in just a happier, healthier, more passionate world. Right. Exactly. It's, I know I've said that before too. I'm like, I feel like if people just had, if everyone just was actually confident in themselves, it would be the cure to like world peace. Yep. But it's so hard. And obviously that's not an easy thing. And obviously that's something that you constantly have to work on every single day and yep. not something that I've completely mastered because I don't think you ever really master it. I think hundred percent working on it, I was, um, which yeah. I think is a, which is like a misconception too, is that, okay, well, I'm really, really going to work on this. I'm going to do all this mindset work. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to do all of this like mind shifting. And then I'm just going to be good. Like I'll just wake up one day and be like, Hey, I love my life. Like I love myself and I'm the best. And obviously that's not realistic. Like it's a constant process. Yeah. And it's the same thing with your wellness journey. You know, just like we talked about before, it's not a quick fix. Um, it's this lifelong, beautiful, crazy up, up and down journey. And you're just along for the ride and you have to be willing to be along for the ride. Exactly. Yeah. And just kind of taking it day by day rather than that's something that I've been working on too, is just taking the days as they come instead of being like, well, what is that, you know, worrying about whatever's coming next week or tomorrow or whatever, because then you're just wasting days because <laughs> you're not in the present moment. Yep. And that was hard for me to do it, too. But. It's, I mean, it, it is, it's, it's really hard and, and, um, overwhelming. Um, and I think, you know, just having a system in place to check yourself, you know, something for me. And, and I've um, actually fallen off this a little bit. Um, but at the beginning of every month, I set goals for myself, um, my monthly goals. And I just take, you know, I literally block out time a couple hours to set goals and reflect on the past month and, you know, be grateful for what happened and even grateful for the things that didn't happen. And I think that has been really powerful um, for checking myself because it's like, all right, like this month I kind of fell off X, Y, and Z, but that's all right because I'm recognizing it now and I have plans to fix that. Right, exactly. And also something, I don't, I don't think we talked about this already, but something that I also saw that you wrote was, and I love this too, and this could seem like a little woo-woo and rolling the eyes like cliche too, but like feeding your soul with other things besides your work. So like besides exercise, besides yeah. all that, like what makes you, I mean, of course that makes you happy and that makes me happy and we have that in common and that's something that does feed my soul, but there's other parts of life too. And that's, that is what I had to keep reminding myself is like, yeah. I like other things too, because yeah. if I just focus on this one thing, then I'm, I mean, I'm missing out on so much other stuff and that's how you get caught up in these like obsessions and that's how it can kind of become like your entire life and that's the only thing you're focused on so 100%. I think it's like so important to feed your soul quote-unquote with other things in life as well that, that well, make you happy yeah and I'm so glad you mentioned that because I don't think we talked about it or maybe I touched on it briefly before but my definition of wellness has changed so drastically from when I started. I think I told you when I started out it was more for aesthetics and you know the the, the strong muscles and the nice body and things like that and the more I learned and this is why I learned because I got to the point where you know I liked my body I liked what I saw in the mirror but I still wasn't fulfilled and I think that you know that's a very clear sign that you have um I don't want to necessarily say the wrong goals but maybe the wrong intentions behind those goals 
Um, and you know, now it's so funny cause I'm looking at a flyer right now that I'm doing with my, um, online training program. We're doing a strong mind, strong grind summer challenge. And it's all about holistic wellness. So like one week is all about mental health. One week is all about physical health. One week is all about community health. Like how do you, you know, how are you uplifted by your community or how do you uplift your community? And that is very much where my mindset is like, health is so much more than physical health is so much more than mental. If you don't have a balance between all sides, I personally don't look at you as a holistically healthy person. And that's really important to remember that being physically healthy, going and doing a workout or a bike ride or a hike is only one piece of the puzzle. If you're not fueling your mind or fueling your soul or, you know, being fueled by your community, you're missing very critical pieces that make up the whole puzzle. And that's what I really like. My mission now is to get people, to understand that it's not one, you know, it's not one aspect um, that you're you're tackling. You you have to hit um, wellness from all sides, from the physical aspect, from the mental, from the spiritual, and from the community. Um, because then you're not going to be completely fulfilled. You're going to be partially fulfilled and wonder why you're not feeling fulfilled. Right. Exactly. And that's so true. That's exactly. I mean, personally, that's, that's how I felt when I wasn't, you know, when I was just looking at one piece of it. And also too, and I think we did mention this before, is that just because you're crushing your workouts or, you know, you're on this perfect diet plan or whatever, and everything's looking great and you, you feel good and you feel like, I mean, you physically maybe feel good or maybe you don't feel good, but maybe you think you look up to standard or whatever you're trying to go for, but that uh -huh. doesn't really mean anything. Like that doesn't mean that you're healthy. It doesn't mean that your mind is healthy. And like you said there, that's just, I mean, for me, that put me in like a really anxious place. Like I was just always anxious. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's so interesting because I know some really physically fit people. Like you would look at them and be like, holy shit, they've got their life together. Look how their body looks, da, 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 da. That are some of the most unhealthy people I know. Um, and it's just fascinating. Like you cannot be fooled by aesthetics like you really can't um, because number one, a lot of it is genetics. Not that hard work has nothing to do with it, but like my little physique and like where my muscles fall on my body is, is genetics, right? Like I have a friend who could kick my ass in workouts, but if you put the two of us next to each other, most people would look at me and be like, you're the more fit person, quote unquote, just because of how I look. And that is really important not to get caught up in, in the media and, and today's society, this fad of looking a certain way. Because again, some of the most health, like quote unquote fit people that look super fit are not fit from the inside out. And that's the culture that I'm trying to change. That's the movement that I'm, um, the, the, the message that I'm really trying to get across is that you have to be healthy from the inside out. That is the key to fulfillment. Not if you look good, not if you have a six pack, but are you fueling your body properly nutritious with nutrition, fueling your mind properly in whatever way works for you? That is health. Yes, I love that. And I'm totally on that page. Like that's what, I mean, that's pretty much what this whole podcast is, is meant yeah. to be for. It's meant to show that, first of all, aesthetics really mean nothing um, because I think yes. that is, that has become the like the focus of fitness for sure at least in the media yeah. it has yes. and so yes. and I love that you being such a a well-known trainer and that you're so successful that you can be like hey like no that doesn't necessarily just because you have a six-pack or whatever doesn't necessarily mean that you're more healthy than this person yeah um, because I think that's like it's just so messed up the way that we think that and it's so harmful because we shouldn't be, I mean, that's just not true. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with, like you said, the inside out and everyone's different. Everyone has different genetics. It, it has nothing to do with that. And I don't know. So I just love that, <laughs> that you as a trainer say that because I don't, I don't like trainers, um, kind of like feeding into that message. And I don't necessarily think it's their fault because I think it's so just, like knocked into us to everyone that from by the media by society that you know this certain look is what's quote-unquote healthy and if you don't meet this certain look then you're not healthy or you need to lose weight or whatever it may be and I I love that you as a trainer are not on that page because that is so harmful 
No, because we look at, I mean, people go to a trainer for advice and to um, learn and be educated. And, and this is another issue in, it, in itself that like I'm really struggling with is just how um, sometimes how uneducated our trainers can be. I mean, everybody is a trainer nowadays. And I think you and I talked about this a little bit too people listening to the podcast, please do your research. Just because your trainer looks a certain way does not mean that they are qualified to tell you how to live your life. Um, and, and we as people, as a society, really need to take ownership over the fact that we are not um, doing enough to um, educate ourselves around health and wellness. Um, we are not... It just and and it's not just it's not just health and wellness in the health and wellness field where we don't take ownership over doing our own research and figuring things out for ourselves. It's just in life in general, but especially in the wellness space. I mean, you go to a doctor um, and trust that that doctor has the right credentials, but how do you actually know? Um, how do you know that your trainer um, is certified and is you know doing? what they need to do to help you live your life properly. Um, it's a scary, you know, it's a scary thing. There's a couple of trainers in Gainesville that have a really big following and they train a lot of different people. Um, and I found out that none of them are certified. Wow. And that, you know, that's scary. That is, that is scary that, um, not only that they're not certified, but the fact that very few people probably even, check to make sure that they're certified. And in my podcast this morning, somebody asked me, you know, what do you think sets you apart as a, as a trainer? And the first thing that popped into my mind was education and promoting my education. The fact that I'm certified and I'm a kettlebell specialist and I'm getting my CSCS, like do your research, you know, like don't just trust because somebody looks good. And it goes back to exactly what we talked about, that looks are just one very small piece of the puzzle. And um, it goes back again to what we talked about, to live a fulfilling life and not to get obsessive is to have deeper goals and deeper intentions than I just want to look good. How about I want to feel good from the inside out because I want more mental clarity. I want to live longer. I want to experience life better. Right. That's what and drives I me. That's yes, I definitely agree because I think too, and this scares me and I see this all the time too, which I wasn't really aware of until I kind of diversed myself into this new society that I'm in, you know, not so much like the just typical Instagram fitness who has the most followers, who's doing this diet, what's the diets the best. I think it's like people want, and I, I can say for myself too, I used to want a quick fix, like a quick answer. Like, okay, you did this diet and that worked for you. Then I'm doing that and it'll work for me. But that's not true. And what's also scary about that is that people that aren't trained or that don't know as much as you think that they might know could have their own disordered eating or exercise patterns. And now they're teaching that to other people. Yep. Yep. It's a, it's a very scary, um, very scary cycle. And we, as just people um, that live our lives, we, you know, we like the quick fixes. I mean, we live in a society of instant gratification and getting things now. And, you know, if we wait too long at Starbucks, we get pissed off. And um, if there's one piece of advice that I have for everybody listening is to understand that you are not like, this is not a short-term thing. Like if you're going to sign up to um, go on this wellness journey, you are signing up for life because your, you know, perspectives and your values are going to change. Your passions are going to change. So your workout routine and your wellness routine should change. And we need to take ownership over that. Um, and like we said, just, just do the research. Mm -hmm. For sure. The research is really important. And yeah, because everyone, like you said, really anyone can say anything these days. And especially with social media, yeah. I mean, I could, like, my dog has an Instagram. <laughs> and yeah. everyone, you know what I mean? So, like, you really could be anything you want to be on social media, um, yeah. which is really scary. It is. But it is. 
And I want people to understand too that just because somebody has a lot of followers also does not make them an expert. I've gone back and forth about this a lot. I have a very love-hate relationship with social media. Um, and, and it's for a reason because people attribute the number of followers, followers you have to your expertise or the value that you add. And it's absolute bullshit because some of the best people that I follow, some of the most educated, some of the most community-driven um don't have a lot of followers, but the followers they do have, they're actually impacting. It's an actual community and they're actually making a difference. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I think I've talked so much about on the podcast about social media and it can be super misleading. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like I said, my, my dog has a podcast. I mean, not a podcast, doesn't have a podcast yet, but my dog has an Instagram. <laughs> and I mean, like anyone could, you know, like you don't even know if what you're seeing is real. Yep. And that's what's so hard. That was really hard for me too, is even if it is real. So even if it is that person that you're looking at, it's only certain snapshots of their life. It's not their whole life. And you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You see literally one second of their life. Yeah. I think that's important too. Something I've always like prided myself on is showing people just like authentically what I'm going through. You know, I posted yesterday that I was just feeling really unmotivated. Um, Your fitness friends are not um, always happy go lucky like let me motivate the shit out of you all the time like it doesn't work like that and it's i think it's important us as fitness professionals to step up and normalize just the life that we actually live you know one of my biggest pet peeves is when somebody sees me eating something quote unquote unhealthy like i went to a, a networking event a workshop um and they had pizza and i got two slices of pizza and like everyone at my table is like oh my god I can't believe you're eating that it's like dude I'm human just because like it goes back to the balance thing I'm not going to restrict myself on what I eat and when I eat when I know that I live a well-balanced life do I eat pizza every single night no do I work out every single day no but I have found a nice balance that works for me that that has allowed me to feel good and and to um and to perform at my best. Yes, that is like the mantra. I, <laughs> that drives me insane too. And I mean, that's just reinforcing harmful behaviors by commenting on what anyone's eating. Like no one should even be commenting on what anyone's eating ever, but that's unfortunately not how it is. And I think yeah. for me too, people kind of are like, like you're eating a cheeseburger? What, like yeah. what are you, <laughs> you know, like we all, and then they're kind of like, oh, well, you just must be so lucky. Like you must just have great genes. And I'm like, no, that's really, that's really not it. Just because I'm eating a cheeseburger right now doesn't mean that's the only thing I ever eat. And also it has nothing to do with my genes. It just has to do with, I'm not restricting. And when I was restricting and I would never eat anything like this, I would end up eventually eating terrible. I mean, I don't really like to classify foods as good and bad, but eating foods that aren't very nutritious for me in huge amount of large, like in large, large quantities because I was restricting myself and I was needing it. So I get so fired up when I hear that too. And also the flip side of that, and I actually talked about this on the last podcast too. um, Like the other side of that is if let's say I'm eating a salad or like I'm eating I don't know, something chicken and vegetables or something. And someone's like, Oh man, you're just so, you're just, you just have so much willpower and you know, whatever. And I'm like, no, why is my willpower and my human morality being based off of the fact that I'm eating broccoli? Chicken and vegetables. Yeah. It's like, like, no, this is what I just like to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And it's just, Oh, it drives me insane. But I don't blame, like I said, I don't blame people because I used literally used to think think these exact same things. If I saw someone eating like, Fries, I'd be like, oh my God, she's just so lucky. Like, I wish I could be like that. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, like, what? I don't know. I don't, it just drives me insane. And, but it's the, it's the reason we think that is because of all the messages that are constantly being thrown at us. Exactly. Exactly. There are media and, and, um, it's just, it is the issue. And, um, you know, I, another friend posted, um, not about wellness at all, but just like, you know, be very careful, like what you condition yourself to believe based off what you see in the media, because although there's like a lot of bad shit that they, you know, show, which there is a lot of bad shit going on in the world, obviously, but don't forget about all the good things that are happening and all the miracles that are happening every day. And like, and I think that was a very important message and just a message 
you again you have to check yourself into making sure that you're not buying into everything that is put out there in front of you you know we can't control what the media puts on you know news articles and on tv we can only control how we process that information and how we research that information um and i think that's really important right so i think just staying on your toes and being not necessarily believing everything you read. Like I know people joke around and they're like, everything on the internet is not true or everything on the internet is true. And obviously that's not true because like anyone can post on Instagram, anyone can make anything on the internet. Um, which is why now that's even worse with training because anyone can make a website and be a quote unquote trainer. Yep. So it's just really like not. And for me, I don't want to say naive, but like, I think I was naive. I just believing that whatever I saw, and that's, and that's okay. Like, it's not, you know, it's no reason to beat yourself up for it. I mean, when you see it all the time, all day in your face, it's hard not to. Right. No, it, it is really hard. And I mean, it's still hard. Like I said, it's still a work in progress because even though now I've done all this work and, you know, I feel like I'm in a good place where I can be more balanced in exercise and what I'm eating or my body image is at a better place. It's still like, I still see images sometimes, like even on Instagram, I'll still see an image and be like, Oh, you know, like I wish that I looked like that. And then I'm like, wait, the, the way that I respond to it now is just so different. And that's what ch is, has changed. Like the way that I respond to that initial thought is okay. Well, I don't even know if this is real. Like this person might not be real or this could be totally altered or whatever it is like maybe this person isn't even happy or whatever and then I'm just like well I'm fine I'm moving on whereas before it would have been like I saw something and I was like oh that's it I'm going on like a you know I'm gonna do crazy thing yeah. yeah and it's just that never brought me anywhere so it's the yeah. way that you respond to that because there's no way I mean I would like to think that someday there would be a world without these harmful images but I don't think that's ever going to happen um, no, because people like, you know, the people behind those pictures know how they make, it makes other people feel and they benefit off that in some way, whether it's monetarily or whatever, they benefit from it. And so the biggest thing for me was stopping myself from scrolling. Um, it's so interesting. I started to track like when I was feeling down, like trying to pull like why I was feeling down and it always came back to scrolling on Instagram and comparing myself on Instagram and understanding or not understanding that um, like my reality is what's in front of me, not what's in my screen. And we've moved so far away from connecting with our world around us. And we're so, you know, involved in these, this, this screen. And um, I just have a quick suggestion. There's an app called moment. I don't know if you've ever heard of it before. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, it's amazing. And so basically it just tracks where you spend your time on your phone. And, you know, um, when I would check it, it's in, I'm actually reading the book um, that's behind the uh, app. It's called uh, Bored and Brilliant. And it's all about like, it, this is a different story, but it's just about be, letting yourself be, be bored. But anyway, when I did moment, I like realized I was spending like five, six hours scrolling on Instagram every day. And I was like, holy shit, like what could I be doing with these five to six hours? You know, how could I be benefiting my community? How could I be, you know, doing personal and professional development with these five to six hours a day? And little by little, I would try to um, beat my score, my time from the day before, like by, by being on it less and less and less and less. And I got myself down to an hour a day, um, which still like is a lot of time, but you know, for somebody whose business is very heavily, you know, involved with social media, um, it's helped. And I also hired interns that now take over that thing, which not everybody, you know, has the ability to hire interns, but just be conscious of how you're spending your time and be conscious of what your thoughts are because your thoughts become every, your thoughts are everything, everything. And that is, again, we're, here we are back talking about mindset um, when we're, you know, talking about fitness because that's where, what it starts with is, is your mind and your beliefs. Right. And the only way that I, I mean, for me, the only way that I could really change my mindset and change my beliefs is by changing my thoughts. And just because like you create negative thoughts about things or like you create, 
because like you said, thoughts are everything. Thoughts become your truth. So if you just yep. change, even if in the beginning it seems stupid and you're like, I can't, like, I don't really think this, I, but if you just keep telling yourself that, like eventually you do and it's crazy. Yep. Um, one of my favorite quotes is, um, what's well, not even, I don't know. It's more like a saying. There's a, there's a YouTube video series. I started to watch Abraham Hicks. And she is, you know, like a mindset coach. And she says, do you believe that your beliefs are thoughts you keep on thinking? I'll say that again, because it's kind of confusing. But do you believe that your beliefs are thoughts you keep on thinking? So basically, the thoughts that we continue to tell ourselves over and over again, become our beliefs, which become the foundations of how we see the world. And so my response to that is if you do believe that your beliefs are thoughts you keep on thinking do you feel like you have the power to change your beliefs and my answer is yes and how do you do that by changing your thoughts and it's a hard like it's a hard process and like you said it's a little woo woo it's kind of spiritual um and i know like some people you know don't tap into that but guys like this that's the key right there your mind is the key to everything it really is literally everything yep it's crazy and it's so interesting to me now but yeah, it really, really is just, and I mean, yeah, you can relate that to all areas of life. Yeah. And so I think that's super important in this journey is obviously being mindful, changing your thoughts. And also, like you said, knowing the backstory of what you're seeing or the, doing your research um, and just knowing like, okay, is this personal trainer or is this group or is this person that I'm going to it for advice? You know, are they just trying to benefit from me, like making money. I mean, obviously everybody needs to make money. That's part of a business, but what is like their intentions behind all of this? And that's why I love what you're doing because I think it's just so real, which is like gotten so lost in this industry. Yeah. And and I appreciate that. And, um, it's, I don't know. It's overwhelming, you know, because like, I'll definitely, there's definitely a part of me that's like, well, like, why is this person growing faster than I am or this page or like, whatever you feed into all these things that maybe aren't necessarily important to you, to your core, but they're important to the world around you. And it, I've had to check myself a lot of times, but like, you can't get caught up in how many Instagram followers trainer X has, because at the end of the day, are you fulfilled? Yes. Okay. So why does it matter how many followers you have or, you know, what, what society thinks? And no, I definitely agree. Yeah. I mean, like I said, easier said than done, but definitely important. And just for like your overall happiness in life. And I think once you kind of get that down, whether it be with your thoughts on exercise or your thoughts with eating or whatever it may be, it just becomes easier to apply that to other areas of life. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like a keystone habit. If you've never read the book, The Power of Habit, it's a great one. And they talk a lot about these keystone habits and um, how, you know, if you change one area of your life, um, it's more likely that you're going to change other areas of your life because you're just inspired to do so. And um, I just highly suggest that you read it and, and, and practice it. I mean, this, this is not, this is a lifelong journey, um, unraveling the thoughts that you, and, and beliefs that you have that you built when you were a child and reevaluating those for the, you know, how you look at the world today. Yes. I love that. I'll put that in the show notes too. The, the power of habit. Yeah. It's a uh, great book. I'm interested in that. <laughs> I haven't read Phenom- it. So it's a phenomenal book. Yeah, it's okay. Good. I love I love reading new books about this stuff. That also helps me too. Is I didn't think it would because I, I wouldn't really classify myself as like a huge reader, but reading about this stuff really, I don't know, is it another way to like kind of shift the mindset? And it's fascinating because the book goes into how we are habitual beings and everything we do, like ninety five percent of our day is run on our subconscious habitual thoughts and um actions so like you know simple things like when you pull out of your driveway every morning do you look over your right or your left shoulder first or when you brush your teeth in the morning do you brush the right side or left side like you don't think about these things they're all just so deeply ingrained in who you are and a lot of our beliefs are the same exact way and it could be 
positive and negative. Um, and if you have these negative beliefs and these negative habits for how you see the world and how you respond to things or how you look at yourself, um, you can change those. It's hard as hell and you have to work at it, but you can change those. So yeah, I definitely recommend the book um, just to give you some perspective on maybe recognizing some habits that you would like to change and, and getting some tools and suggestions for how to go about changing them. Right. And I think too, just like I, for changing habits, I would do stuff that was like little, little things like changing little habits because it was almost like breaking little habits kind of made it easier to break larger habits. Just, I don't know, for example, like if I always ran the same route, I mean, this, and this has to do with fitness, but let's say like I always ran the same route every morning, I would change that or like do something different because breaking that habit made it easier to just relax and realize that I don't have to follow these strict patterns. Yeah. So, and, and just realizing like when you do break a habit, you're, you're, I mean, you're going to be okay. Like it's scary because you don't know, like, like we said before the unknown, but it's just so necessary. And like, I just don't think you can grow and change without doing that. No, and something that Tony Robbins says, because I saw him speak um, a couple weeks ago, is he basically says, get out of your 200 million year old brain. Um, and what he means by that is we are um, programmed and, and literally designed from a cellular level to, you know, fight or flight. Um, to categorize things, to be fearful, because that's how we survived um, back in the day and how we still survive today. But there's an issue with that because we're always looking for what's wrong. We're always looking for the negative. Um, we're always in this like defense type of mode and, you know, with other people and with ourselves. And until you practice getting out of that mindset and shifting that mindset, I mean, it's incredible like what you're able to untap and see um that you've been blind to before yes i love Tony Robbins. super spiritual <laughs> yeah i know but it it is but it's so helpful so i'm gonna put that in the show notes too cool it's so good um so anyways we have we are getting towards the end so i want to end on that note because i think we've covered a lot of great stuff and like i you know i mean we covered a lot that wasn't even fitness related which i love because fitness is more than fitness. It's so much <laughs> more know? than that. So it's if so much more than just like, what's yeah. a good workout? You know, it's, of course that's part of it, but it's just so much more than that. So I really, I love that. And I loved having you on. So thank you. But I do want to get your information so that people listening can stay in touch with you or maybe connect with you, train with you. So just let us know where to find you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so first and foremost, you can follow me on Instagram at Gertner Grind, um, G-E-R-T-N-E-R, Grind. Basically, all my social media handles are Gertner Grind. Same thing with Facebook and Snapchat. Um, my website is www.gertnergrind.com. My email is gertnergrind at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, just just hit up the Gertner Grind. Um, if you're in Gainesville, please come to a boot camp. I would love to see you out there. And if you're not in Gainesville, I have an online training program. So if you want to change your life and really change your perspective and see the world as your gym, then hit me up and let's train together. Um, because I love what I do. I'm so passionate about making this shift. Um, this mindset shift and getting other people on the train of this mindset shift. And I want you guys to, to join me. Yes. I love it. Definitely check it out. I love the, like your passion for it. It's just so great. You know, it's just so genuine. Thank you. So I thank you for, for, you know, trying to kind of shift the, the gears of what's maybe might, might seem, I don't know, normal these days. Um, I think it's really, really important. So I really appreciate everything that you do. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me like right back at you. I think it's so important that you've started something like this. People need to hear it. Those of you listening, like nod your head in agreement. If you know that you need to hear some of the stuff today um, and know that like we're all um, riding the wave of life. We have highs, we have lows, we have, you know, our shit figured out one day and then like, holy shit, the next day it's like, what the fuck am I doing? So oh, just, yeah. know that, just know that you're not alone. And like, this is amazing that you've created a platform for people to come to, um, to, to feel that they're not alone and to, to really like see that they're not alone. Well, thank you. I mean, that's the, that's the goal. So I, I, I really do really appreciate you. So thank you so much. Of course. Have a wonderful day and hopefully we can do this again soon. Yes.